Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. Ozweenie here. It is 10.54 on a Monday, and I am chillaxing, watching some Game of Thrones. Just got done working out. Crazy thing happened to my workout today. I thought like I was coming down with some coronavirus, and I don't, I don't mean that satirically. I was really concerned. Um, I felt like, whew, I feel good now. I felt great all morning. I, I haven't really been sick at all recently. And I go out to the gym and I, I, I've done, you know, I'll explain more about my workouts and everything and my diet and all that in a different video. But pretty much what I've done is just for sake of being an adult and having other shit on my mind and having a podcast I like to contribute to and a book that I'm trying to write. And I'd like to watch at least one episode of my show during the day, you know, and go to work, you know what I mean? So like, you know, there's... You know, you don't have as much time as an adult, but you do learn how to prioritize time. I kind of cut out a lot of the fluff of my work. What, what, regardless, I'm lifting really heavy and <clears throat> uh, low reps, like a five by five type workout. And I get under the squat rack, and I'm doing, I'm squatting like three fifteen for five sets of five. You know, and immediately, like my chest opens up, and I breathe in, and I just get this huge like. I feel like my lungs opened up for the first time. Like it hurt. It was hard to breathe. I'm like, damn. Like I work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I do cardio on Friday. I do cardio almost every day, but I do cardio on Friday exclusively before I have my cheat meals. And it's like, I ain't like two days off from the gym is that long. You know, I shouldn't be this, this exhausted, but it hit my lungs hard this morning. I don't know why. Maybe dry air. Who knows? Anyway. To continue our series of top five things, I'm doing my top five video games today. Let's give you some brief history on me. Uh, started off uh, Twitter, uh, fiend, Twitter, uh, troll, looking for attention, wanting to be famous on the internet. Uh, then I moved on to being famous on YouTube, trying to be famous on YouTube. Um, actually, one of my friends, I guess you could call him a friend, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I I like him, so I'll call him my friend. One of my friends was actually like one of the founding members of that Phase Clan that did like sniping videos, and like they got huge. He's not in it anymore, but like he could have been like in it. But we were all kind of deep into video games when we were younger, uh, like most people. But I think we were especially pretty deep into. You know, we played with. You know, not because I was incredibly good, but we we tend to play tended to play with some somewhat famous people sometimes, uh, which was kind of weird, uh, cause we're kind of like nobodies. Uh, so it was kind of, it was kind of cool. But, um, anyway, I, uh, I was really big into video games. I'm, I really wish I could get back into it. A part of me is like, damn man, fire up the Xbox and, you know, do your podcast and record some content on YouTube, but it's just too much. I don't have the time. I mean, okay, I have the time. That's such a lie. I mean, I really don't, though, in my normal working schedule. I really don't have the time to fire up the Xbox every night and play it for an hour then edit the video for an hour and commentate on the video. And, you know, I would just be doing it for fun because the chances that I make any money on YouTube or get any fame is just, you know, it's just not. And, you know, you know when you try something more than once and you're like, dude, I've tried it and it doesn't work. You know, I, I had a pretty good YouTube channel for a while. I had lots of videos. I was making some money. I made like, I think I got a check for like almost $100, $100 almost from Google one time in 2015. 
Maybe it wasn't that much. It was. It was. I got a check for like a substantial amount of money. Enough money that I took the, the check and like was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, if it was like twenty cents, I would have been like, oh, whatever. But you know, it was like a substantial amount of money. It was like fifty, fifty-six bucks or seventy bucks. You know, I was like, whoa, this is just just some YouTube. It's kind of cool, you know. Um, and I did exclusively Fallout videos, and I did a lot of gaming videos, commentary. I talked a lot about my life and psychology, and I like to talk about deep topics and fun topics i had a couple youtube debates uh i got into it with a couple somewhat famous youtubers um vegan gains came at me once i used to be like a fitness youtuber back in the day too i kind of went through stages but i really liked my video game uh youtube account but then something happened and i had to delete all the videos i had like three hundred thousand views i mean i was the my one of my biggest regrets is letting people control what I say on the internet and I'll never do it again. Like I don't say anything bad on the internet and I didn't say anything bad back then. Now maybe I said things that were a little, you know, not politically correct or a little abrasive, right? Cause I was younger and I was still in school. So I was kind of like, whatever, but I would never let somebody today come up to me and say like, Hey, we found your podcast. And we found out you said the word fuck on us and now you got to delete it. Like, no, it's not happening. Like I'm not, I have, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. You know, like I'm a 25 year old man. Like I'm going to say what I want, you know, within reason. I'm not, I'm not preaching hate or anything. So what's the problem? I wasn't preaching hate on YouTube either. Uh, but there, there arose an issue and I had to delete it. And it's one of my biggest regrets ever because after deleting it, of course you want to restart, right? You want to, you want to re invigorate and i didn't have a lot of subscribers i had like what 300 or something maybe 500 like 268 i mean maybe not even 300 i don't know but i had like a lot of views because my videos would tend some of my some of my videos would like spike they'd go like i get like 40,000 20,000 100,000 and then i'd get like 50 views 40 views 20, 10 views 5 views then i get 80,000 it would, it would spike so it was cool though and i really liked video games and i liked fallout and games like the, like that like rpgs and stuff those are like my favorite games ever um and i migrated onto like a podcast forum actually a girl i went to college with actually is the is is the reason i found this app she has a podcast uh no free clout so i'm not gonna say her name but i was like oh this girl has got a podcast we we're actually super, super alike, even though she would never admit it. But we're like in- incredibly alike, incredibly similar in almost every way. Uh, but there's like some stark differences. <laughs> uh, that's the only problem, uh, and amongst other things. But I, you know, but I, I found the, the the app because she was using it to make a podcast, and I was like, oh, you know what? I could just make a podcast instead, just talk instead of having to record and edit and it's so much easier to have a podcast even it's even easier to do have a podcast than it is to tweet like you know what i mean i could tweet all my thoughts but it's like geez man my thumbs hurt you got a character limit people don't want to see all that crap on their timeline i don't know why people just want to use twitter for like memes and videos of michael jordan you know they don't want to actually use it for anything sub you know any like for any substance which is why people don't whatever whatever so, uh, I was big in video games. That's my history about video games. I'm huge on it. I was really huge on it. Nowadays, obviously, I'm I'm one of the one of the many unhappy adults that just kind of roll through life and just do what they you know do what they can to be happy. So I don't really have the energy to do that. And you know, and what really sucks is I don't like it as much anymore. And it's so depressing to be like, damn, 
I mean, if I fired up Fallout 3 right now, I'd have a good time. I'd be like, oh, this is, this is, you know, because I still love, you know, those games, but it wouldn't be the same because I'm older and it just would not be the same. And there's no reason to, I play Fallout 3 once every year out of obligation. Once every year I play Fallout 3. Um, I've already played it once this year. So I do that, whether that's chasing childhood or just some dumb neurotic thing I do. I do it once a year out of respect that I think, spoiler alert, I think it's the best game ever made. So we're going to dive into this. Uh, our top five video games of all time. Top five video games of all time. Um, keep in mind, I'm old and 25. So, you know, if you're on here looking, to, you know, looking at me to, to say like, destiny or fortnite you're out of your mind because i first off hate both those games and i am never gonna have one of those games as my top five i don't like i don't like newer games i have begun to realize what parents are talking about when they say back in my day and i feel incredibly old to say that but literally i think the peak of video games was like 2007 to like 2011 and after that like a lot of it sucked so i mean i haven't really enjoyed a video game in quite some time uh I mean, I've played the new Call of Duty game and I actually somewhat enjoy it, which is nice because, but, you know, it's got, like, mechanics for the younger generation. Like, everybody wants to be Fortnite now for some reason, even though that game is atrocious. I don't like it at all. Uh, but then it has the, the basic multiplayer for old people like me who I guess are just not cool anymore. Anyway, uh, top five video games of all time. I've taken the liberty of ordering these already in order. Uh, so let me recheck my list to make sure I have exactly what I, I want to talk about. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Okay. So we'll start off with um, – well, most most lists start off with number five. So we'll start off with number five. Number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I know what you're – I already know what you're thinking. I already know what you're thinking. Why the fuck do you have a Call of Duty game, let alone a multiplayer game, It's one of your top five all time? There's just no way. Well, let me learn you something big, friend. Uh, when I was in, in, in ninth grade in 2009, that shit was the best game ever fucking made, and you can't tell me otherwise. We played the shit out of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 all day, every day, every single day. I don't know if I've played a game more than that besides maybe I played Skyrim or Fallout 3 more than that, but that might be it. That game, for a multiplayer game, I think I had like 80 days played. I know I know my friend Michael had like like 77 or something. Like We had an amazing time playing it. It was my first real multiplayer game, and maybe that's why it hits, it hits so hard. Well, never mind. My first real multiplayer game was Halo 3, and Halo 3 should be on this list, but it's not. Halo 3 should definitely be on this list. I'm sorry it's not, but it's not. Uh, it's a very, you know, you could put it over Modern Warfare 2 almost. But, damn, I feel bad for not having Halo on here. But it, I don't. and It is what it is. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out when I was a freshman in high school, 2009. It was incredible. And we played it nonstop. Uh, the multiplayer, obviously, was the best part. We had... You know, the unpatched model 1887s that can shoot you across the map, the shotguns, the dual shotguns, the striker, the UMP, the intervention, the Barrett, 50 cal, you know, there was the noob tubes, which kind of ruined shit, but that didn't go, that didn't happen for a long time. People act like noob tubing happened right away. Man, people didn't get hip to noob tubing for a long time. All right. I had like, I was like seventh prestige before that shit happened 
or six, whatever, before, you know, I started seeing noob tubes, and it wasn't nearly as bad. Then the game kind of got hacked, and everyone had, had 10 prestige lobbies, and but it was so cool. I mean, I remember one time I was on Skid, was it, not Skid Row, Karachi, is that the map? I think Karachi, I'm playing with, like, like Tim and Michael, my friends, and we're spectating somebody in Search and Destroy. It's like all of us and one other person search. Uh, and he's like the last one alive. He whips out this gold desert eagle. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, we were like, how do you get that? And of course, it was modded because I don't believe you can get a gold de- desert eagle in that game without a, you know, without, um, you know, a mod. I don't think you can, I don't think you can get a, a regular gold one. I don't believe you can. Uh, but we were like, that's crazy. And then after that, we started seeing like lobbies and stuff and yada yada. And, you know, it was just incredible. Um, used to play it right when we got home from school all freaking night, all freaking day and night. Uh, Search and Destroy uh, was probably our favorite to play. I still remember I had like a jitter mod controller. Like my friend Tim had a mod controller. I think my friend, I think we, did, we were the only ones that had mod controllers, I think. But like I had like a jitter mod controller. So it would make my shotguns like shoot automatic. Like, so like I would just, I'd run up with like a uh, dual Rangers and search and destroy and just shoot them both at once. And it would pretty much shoot all four bolts at once. And, like, and it would easily get a kill right away. I mean, it was incredibly powerful. Um, or the striker, but sometimes the striker would mess up because it's it's just kind of glitchy. Uh, but anyway, probably the best multiplayer game I've ever played. Uh, was never really addicted to a multiplayer game like that before that happened. And uh, in all in all seriousness, I don't think Call of Duty has ever really recaptured that. I mean, listen, Black Ops One was a good game. I, I really really liked Black Ops One a lot. I played it at a shit ton. I loved Black Ops One, but I don't think. I don't think Call of Duty has ever recaptured that same level of hype for a multiplayer game since they had Modern Warfare 2. Uh, and it would be disrespectful. For, I would be lying to myself if I didn't put it on my top five. If I sat here and said, yeah, I played that game like nonstop for three years straight and like never put it down, but it's not top five. Like, there's, I just, yeah, the logic doesn't make sense. There's just no way. I played it nonstop. I had so much fun with that game. The memories I have getting mad playing that game were just insane. It was really good. It was very, very good. So anyway, that's that's five. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. So now we'll get into more games that you guys are probably expecting. More games of substance in terms of the campaign. Or, the, you know, more choice. More actually playing. More of a video game type feel than a multiplayer game. So for me, four is uh, Fable 2. So Fable... Uh, incredible uh, game franchise. I love it. Every time I say, like, Fable 2 is an RPG, people are always like, Fable 2 is not an RPG. Like, you you, you don't even understand RPGs. You, just, you should play this game, some obscure, stupid internet game someone mentions. It's like, listen, hold the brakes. I don't care. All right? Fable 2 is a game where you make decisions, and those decisions impact the world around you directly. Sounds like an RPG to me. Role-playing game. Your guys' faces changes if you're evil or good. You get horns, you get a halo, you get ugly, you get pretty. Like, it for its time, I think it came out in the 2000, what, 8, 9? All these games came out the same time. That's the thing. All these games on my top five, they came out, like, all the same time, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, 
from the demon doors to the lore of fable to the jokey the funniness about it to the the seriousness it, it sprinkled on um to the freedom to just kill people and have fun or to buy property or be good or be evil it was so it was so incredibly detailed for a game that came out that long ago i just played like a whole playthrough with it like last summer and it was so it was still fun it was incredibly fun um it wasn't bad because when you got knocked out you just fell down and don't get me wrong it got i got pissed in that game when they kept knocking me out because i kept getting knocked down but you didn't you didn't die you know i have to respawn somewhere that that it was oh god it's so good it's just a really good game uh yeah it's all magic-y and people don't like that stuff they think it's nerdy whatever i am nerdy like that i like that stuff you know so fable 2 incredible um it's gonna be hard for me to do a top moment in the games because there's so much and also like modern warfare 2 is a multiplayer game um i'm trying to think i wish i could i if we could rewind real quick put a pin in fable we, we could rewind real quick to modern warfare 2 i'm trying to think of my top moment in that game so i could just get that game out of the way and not have to go back to it because we already have it established as five um I mean, there's just so many moments, and it's it's really gonna be hard to to pick. Uh, you know, I guess it could be when we played with you know M forty three chromatic, or when we I think we played with Optic Predator more than once. I actually talked to Optic Predator on Twitter. He's not really, he's not really who you think he is. He's kind of like, he's kind of like some nutrition junkie online. Just I'm just like me. I'm a nutrition junkie, but he's kind of like depressed, and he's not really like. He's probably having the same problem I'm having. He's probably like lost a purpose because he was Optic Predator and now he's not Optic Predator anymore. I don't really don't know. I mean, it was, I really don't know. I don't know how I would handle being that famous and then being not famous anymore. I don't know if that's what's going on with him. I don't know. I don't know Optic Predator as a person personally, so I don't want to speak on him too much. I don't want to, you know, act like I'm speaking for him. So I don't know. Um, oh, I think of a top moment in that game. I mean, one time I got Enemy of the State, which was pretty cool. It was this. It was this badge you unlocked if you were the last person alive and in a uh, search and destroy, and the whole team was alive, and you killed the whole other team and defused the bomb or whatever. Like you won the round by yourself, which is pretty hard to do because if you're by yourself, it's one v five, and you've, we have one life. And I, I you know, I did it with a, I think like a UMP silencer. Uh, on I know it was on Quarry. I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh. So, I mean, that's probably not doing it service. There's probably, there's probably a million memories I don't remember from that game. I played it so much. Uh, maybe it was, it was playing Favela, the the uh, the the campaign mission on on veteran difficulty, which was incredibly hard. Uh, but I beat it, so that's that's nice to know. But I had to mention a top moment because I do that for everything. So we'll put that put that away. Back to Fable. Uh yeah, I mean. I played Fable so much when I was a young kid, and then I finally bought it and got it for Christmas and played it endlessly. Um, favorite moment in Fable 2? I mean, you know. Um, wow. Favorite moment in Fable 2? Um, there's so many choices, right? I like Reaver when you can leave that girl in that cave uh, with the shadow council and they take her youth away or they take your youth away 
uh, depending on what you choose. I like behind the demon door where you walk into that one and uh right um uh, in Bloodstone and it's a real pretty wood cottage and you walk into it and as soon as you walk into it it turns it burns down and it turns like a, a decrepit old house and there's like skeletons everywhere and, and you get like a cool weapon in it or this homestead if you marry that girl in front of the demon door in uh uh oak 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 field there's the sand goose i mean take your pick they're fables you know there's so much uh I might as well tell people what these games are about. That would make some sense. I'm not going to tell you what Modern Warfare 2 is about because obviously it's you know a Call of Duty game. Um, the campaign, no one really plays it for the campaign. And it's not on my list for the campaign, so I'm not going to talk about the campaign. Uh, Fable 2, <clears throat> uh, you're pretty much uh, a broke, poor kid on the street with your sister. You're invited into the King's Mansion Palace because you find this wishing box and you make a wish that you want to be you know you want to live in like the mansion and he invites you in turns out he's evil he's trying to like his name is lucian he's trying to get rid of uh the last hero who can kill him you as a little boy you're the hero um he shoots you thinks he kills you uh kills your sister and um Pretty much the rest of the game is tracking down these heroes in order to defeat him and stop him from activating this thing called the Spire, which is this big magical tower that juts out of the ocean that can create you know, grant wishes and create you know evil or good. Um, at the end of the game, you can choose uh, you can choose uh, three wishes. I mean, you only choose one, but you have the choice of three. I think. Uh, all the gold in the world, it's like a million gold, so you can make more than that in real estate in that game, so it's not really worth it. Um, love, which brings back all your family members and your close friends that died, and your dog. That's probably the best part of Fable is the dog. That's the best part of Fable. You get a dog in the game in the beginning, and he is, you will ride or die forever. He's a freaking OG, and he's the best thing ever. So that's that's the best part about Fable is the dog. Um, and he gets shot and he dies and you can bring him back with love. It's a wish called, you know, love and it brings back your dog and those who died that were close to you, you know, so your sister, right? People like that. Um, or you can choose sacrifice and it brings back everyone who was killed, uh, during Lucian's reign, but my loved ones would not be brought back. So my dog would not be brought back. My sister would not be brought back. Um, but everyone else that died and that's the good choice um i usually choose between sacrifice or love because the money's who cares i mean you can you can make that much money in real estate so there's really no reason to worry about it um and i really like the dog so it's hard to not choose love but sacrifice makes you feel good because you you bring everyone unless you're playing a purely evil character because you can you can role play it so it depends on what you want to do uh, Fable 2, uh, number 4 for sure. Uh, number 3 uh, is Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I know that a lot of people would think that game would be higher on my list because it really is one of the best games. I think it's I mean, it's the third best game ever made in my opinion, so there you go. I think it's one of the best games ever made. Uh, man, what can we say about Skyrim? Uh, you start off on a wagon. They got you for what, crossing the border. Uh, they try to cut your head off uh, with... Uh, Ulfric Stormcloak, who is the treasonous 
person in the game who was he's ruler of the Stormcloaks, uh, and he he's the rightful king king of Skyrim. Apparently, they're kind of like in a power struggle, civil war, um, and you're the dragonborn, so you can kill dragons and absorb their power, uh, and. Alduin is the evil dragon that comes back. And there's so much to fucking do in Skyrim. Vampires, werewolves, you can read every book. You can learn all these spells. There's endless side quests. There's so much to do. It, it In terms of content, it blows Fallout 3 out of the water. New Vegas has got a lot too, but I don't know if it has as much as Skyrim. Skyrim's got so freaking... Fallout 3, I mean, Fallout New Vegas might have just as much because all the DLCs. But there's so much to do in Skyrim. It's crazy how much there is to do. Uh, it's a pretty game. It's well made. It came out in 2011, I think. Uh, I remember the first time I saw the trailer for it. I was like, oh my god. I was like, oh, I gotta get this game. <laughs> and uh, it just really... I mean, I played it like, I played it like crazy. And um, the bad guy in the game is Alduin. He's a dragon. Uh, what's cool about that game is... You don't really kill Alduin the dragon. You send him into the future. Like, there's, like, this scroll, the Elder Scrolls, right? Or the whatever. And you, like, you... you I'm so sorry. I sound like I sound like a, a, a rookie with these games, but it's been a long time since I really played them. Um, you beat Alduin in combat, but you can't kill him. Like, you you just send him into the future. That's what they... That's that's why he showed up in your world. Like, just kept sending him into the future, all right? I mean, I think that's what's happening, right? They just keep sending him into the future, with these Elder Scrolls, um, that's what they did. They banished him and they sent him like what a thousand years. So it, all it is is like just just kind of postponing the inevitable, um, which is kind of a cool twist on normal ways to beat games. Uh, the the critique I have on 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 Skyrim, uh, it's not an RPG. It's a, it's a, it's not. I mean, it isn't. You can't choose anything. I mean you. There are decisions you can make, right, obviously, but nothing like, I'm going to help Alduin, right? Nothing like, I'm going to be evil. You can't even really be evil in Skyrim. I mean, you could, but you can't. Not like Fallout and Fable. Uh, that was my one real critique of it. I, I, trust me, I didn't notice that when I first started playing it because I was in love with it like crazy. I didn't even care. But as I kept playing it, I was like, man, you can't really choose you know, how to beat some of these quests like some of them you can but like not all of them that was a little disappointing but incredible game oh god it's a good game uh so i have it as the third best game ever made um i'd mentioned critiques about the other two but the obvious critique about modern warfare is that multiplayer doesn't last forever and they have a finite time to really catch your attention and after after it wears off and they create a new game, then it's pretty much no one cares about it anymore. So, and Fable is a short game. You know, Fable's got a lot of side quests, but it's it's a pretty short game. So, that's the only critique about that. Uh, two, the second greatest game ever made. Don't kill me. It's Bioshock One. It's Bioshock One without a doubt in my mind. I almost put Assassin's Creed One, but it's Bioshock One. Uh, Bioshock is such a unique. Crazy, scary, cool fucking game. It's so awesome. I don't understand how people don't get how awesome it is. I don't even understand the storyline. I do to an extent because I did so much research on it back uh, like last summer because I was playing a lot of video games. And 
it's like a time loop, right? People keep, people keep telling me it's like a time loop or something. It, it's kind of complicated to understand. Uh, but there's like multiple Bioshock games now. There's like Infinite. There's Bioshock. I have all three. There's Bioshock 2, Bioshock 1. But it's like a time loop or whatever. And I'm sorry that I don't know the real background, background story to it. But there's so much. And I'm sorry. Um, but I do know the, I do, I do know the first the first uh Bioshock story pretty freaking well. Um you know, this guy, right, and shows you flying, then your plane crashes, you end up in the water, and uh there's a lighthouse, so you go to the lighthouse because it's safe, right? Um you see Andrew Ryan everywhere, he's the owner of Rapture, Rapture's the city underwater. So cool. Uh you go underwater and a guy named Oh God! Well, it's Frank Fontaine, but it's not Frank Fontaine. It's it's a guy who's got a. It's a guy who's pretending to be. It's Frank Fontaine pretending to be somebody to help you out. Uh, he's got a son named uh, a a wife named Myra and and a, and a, and a, a son, you know, a wife and a son apparently, uh, Patrick. But you know, I don't think they're real. Uh. And God, what's his name? Jeez, Atlas, Atlas, right? Atlas is his name, right? Yeah, Atlas. My name's Atlas, and I aim to keep you alive. That's what he says. Ah, there we go. Would you kindly? Atlas pretty much talks you through the game, walks you through the game over a speaker intercom that you have, um, and he always says "Would you kindly?" So because he's nice, right? Then you get the wrench and you start beating the shit out of people, and it's fun. And you can inject these plasmids into your body, and you get like powers, like lightning or frost powers. And people are going crazy because they've injected too many of them, and they're all spliced out and they're wild. And the city was, it was you know called Rapture because there were no rules and everything was perfect, and doctors could do all these experiments, and everything was so high tech. And then it went to shit, and everyone started going crazy. And um, it's got some of the coolest bad guys ever. It's got Dr. Steinman, who's a plastic surgeon who is obsessed with perfection and beauty and uses those plasmas to try to mold people into being perfect. But he goes crazy and he makes them look ugly and and ridiculous. And one of my favorite scenes of all time in video games, and maybe my favorite scene in this whole game, is when you walk up to him and he's behind this glass door and you got to kill him and he's 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 stabbing into this woman and she's dying and he's like she won't stand still and he's like cutting her open and and you know ripping her apart with those plasmids trying to like design her into a perfect person and then he's like uh you know like i try to make them beautiful but they always turn out ugly uh this one too fat this one too tall this one too symmetrical and there's these bodies hanging on his walls and the lights shine at him and he looks at you and he's like and what does he say? I almost know this by heart. He's like, he's like you or something. He says something like that. And he's like, he's like, no, he says an intruder. He's like, what's this? An intruder. And then he pulls out a Tommy gun and he's like, he's like, he's ugly, ugly, ugly. And he starts shooting at you because he calls you ugly because he's insane. And I've used that quote so many times in my real life. Like when a girl I liked had a boyfriend, I was like, he's ugly. I was like, God, he's ugly. It was just, it's just too much. It's a good game. Um, then there's, uh, Sander Cohen, who is like, I'm obsessed with Sander Cohen. One of my favorite villains of all time. He's a starving, crazy artist who thinks he's a genius. He's obsessed with perfection and art. And he he had a love affair with Andrew Ryan, who owns the place. 
and he makes you my favorite achievement in all of history. My favorite achievement you could get. And there were a few that I really loved because I used to watch Rooster Teeth a lot and Achievement Hunter. But my favorite achievement you could ever get in any game is called Irony. And it's when you help Sander Cohen finish his painting or his art, his uh, his quatique, he calls it. Uh, you have to kill all of his protégés. There's three of them, I think. Uh, there's three of them. You kill all three. You take photos of their dead bodies. And you put the photos up on this 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 uh, statue. And when you do it and you complete it, he comes down the stairs. He's like, it's accomplished. Oh, my God. This is so perfect. And he's, like, freaking out. And he's like, this is so beautiful. And then he's so he's so manic and crazy. He's like, oh, this is so amazing. Thank you so much. He's like, I've opened the door to Hephaestus for you. You can leave. He's like, now. He's like, go. And he's, like, real evil. And, um, and he goes off on you all the time, like, he randomly just looks at you and he's like, oh, what, you don't like my painting? Are you a doubter? I could never stand doubters. And he makes all of his guys come attack you. And he plays the nutcracker music while you're swinging the uh, wrench because he wants you to dance and swing it while you kill his people. Oh, my God. It's so incredibly awesome. Uh, but if you kill him after you complete the quad tick, so after you take the photos and put them on the thing, if you kill him and take a photo of him, ironic right you get an achievement called irony and it's just the coolest thing ever so the people that made that game whoever it was i forgot 2k games i don't know what i don't know who made it um very very cool uh at the end you find out see i know a lot about this game because i really love this game so i'm telling you more about it but you know at the end of this game you know you find out that atlas is frank fontaine the the main bad guy in, in rapture kind of the rich guy who kind of is corrupt and he's controlling you by saying, would you kindly? They made you in a lab in Rapture. They sent you topside. They brought you back down. So they, you're from Rapture. Um, and you, you, you respond to would you kindly. You have to, you have to do, uh, you know, you have to do what they say. You, they have, you have to do whatever someone t- tells you if they say would you kindly. Another really good part, another really great part of that game was when you find the old like the audio logs, you can you can read these audio logs and they tell you about the history of Rapture. You don't got to read them, but they talk to you. One of them, I think, is you as a kid. And uh, this doctor's talking to you. I think it's you as a kid. And he's like, I think it's I think it's you as a kid. Dr. Su Chong is pretty evil. Um, they're doing experiments on the mind control serum, the one that you have in you because you can't refuse if they say would you kindly. And uh, you're playing with the puppy and he's like, Oh, do you like the puppy? And you're like, oh yeah, Doctor Su Chong. And then he's like, he's like, break the puppy's neck. And you're like, what? No. And he's like, break the puppy's neck. Would you kindly? And then you're like crying. And then you break the puppy's neck. You hear the puppy die. It's like, what the fuck? That's so dark. But it's good. It's good. It's good because it gives you more, you know, substance of how fucked up this place is. Um, and you can choose a couple different endings, which makes it pretty cool. It's not an RPG, but you can choose a few different endings, so that's pretty cool. Bioshock 1 is the second greatest game ever made. Uh, Moving on to the greatest game ever made, Fallout 3. All right. Here we go. Fallout 3 came out in 2008. Best year of my life was 2007. Second best year of my life, 2013. So 2007 or 2008, whatever. um, This game comes out. I don't own it, right? I I don't have it. I'm like, whatever. And I go to Virginia to hang out with my cousins. 
And my cousin Samuel's playing it, and I see it, and immediately I'm like, whoa, I want to play this game. What's going on here? He's like, well, I'm hunting these super mutant behemoths. And I'm like, what are you, what's that? He's like, well, there's like five of them in the game. You kill them all, you get an achievement. I'm like, whoa, that's super cool. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so I got it, played it, didn't know what the hell I was doing. I still remember the first night I played it, plugged it in, put it in my Xbox 360. I'm playing it on my TV. My old box TV, we had an old box TV, still in 2007 we did. Didn't get a new flat screen until like well, the same year, but something happened and we got you know a couple new TVs. And I'm playing it and I didn't know where to go and I tried to follow the Brotherhood of Steel outcast all over the wasteland because I had no idea what to do. And they were like, move along, outsider. And I was like, what am I doing? I had no idea what to freaking do. Ugh. Um... The premise of the game, I mean, there's a lot of Fallout. I mean, I could talk to you about Fallout all day. We'll probably make a Fallout podcast just about Fallout, like, you know, an episode. And um, your dad leaves the vault, Vault 101. You know, there was a great war, war of resources. The world got destroyed by nuclear bombs. You were in a vault. You had to stay there to stay safe. You and your dad were born outside of the vault. You came into the vault. Your dad left the vault to complete his, his, his mission, Project Purity, to bring clean water to the wasteland. You follow him, and that leads you on a crazy adventure. There's there's zombies, there's ghouls, there's super mutants, there's cannibals, there's vampires, there's there's slaves, there's child slaves, there's slavers, there's people that free the slaves, there's cities of cities of children, you know, there's uh death claws, which are like kangaroos. I think they I think they used to be uh geckos, I don't know, you know, mutated animals that turned into these crazy things. There's the Brotherhood of Steel, the quote-unquote good guys, there's the Enclave, the quote-unquote bad guys. You can choose so many different options in this game to beat it and choose so many different paths and there's dlcs and there's point lookout where you go to maryland and there's broken steel which lets you play the game beyond your death quote unquote at the end um there is there's a friendly super mutant named fox who walks around with you and helps you there's a there's all these random events that happen in the wasteland that just pop up to make the game seem real like you're walking in the wasteland and you'll find a slaver who's got slaves you can free the slaves or you can kill the slaves you know, you'll find a guy running at you randomly in the wasteland. He's like, help me, help me. I have a slave collar on. How do I get it off? You can try. <sighs> it's so good. But if, you're, but if your explosion skill is not high enough, you blow them up. But if it is good enough, you free them and you get karma for good things. You lose karma for bad things you do. You can steal food to survive. You can, you know, have sex with prostitutes. You can do drugs. You can tip cows. You know, you can blow up a whole city. You can you can unleash the ghouls on Tenpenny Tower. You can, you know, who care? You can screw the rich people or help the rich people. Like, there's so much to do in that game. I love it to death so much. I love Fallout to death. It's it's the best thing ever made. It's the best game ever made. No one can ever 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 tell me different. Uh and there's really no bad guy. I mean, there is, but there isn't. You can decide. I mean, is it is it the Enclave who's bad or is it the Brotherhood? You, know, you can choose for yourself. Um, in my later years of playing Fallout, I decided to take the Ozymandias route where I was like, you know what? If everybody hates me, then we have a singular enemy and the Wasteland can focus on getting better. So I'd kill them both. Then there's the Pit and Pittsburgh. That's a great DLC. Oh, my God. There's Mothership Zeta where you go up in space with the aliens. There's aliens in this game. There's... There is so much crap to do. It's so there's a talking tree named Harold who's from the old games. Who, you know, he went to Mariposa and he spilled the chemicals on his head and he grew a tree. He grew into a tree. You can light him on fire. You can make his heart grow faster. You can make him slow down. There's so many options to. Oh my God, I'm gonna have a heart attack. There's so much to do in this game. 
you know, there's a friendly super mutant that walks around uh, named Uncle Leo, who you can see one of the random events. It's one of the rarest events in the game. You see him, and he's really friendly and nice, and you can be nice to him. And no matter how mean you are to him, he's always nice to you. And he gives you, like, naughty nightwear um, this or some type of some clothes or something that, you know, you don't even care. You know, if you're like, give me all your stuff, he's like, oh, sorry, here you go. I didn't mean to not give you a gift. And then when you say goodbye to him, he's like, have you ever seen the moon rise over the wasteland? I wish I could give you a gift that's that beautiful. And then he walks away. And I'm just like, dude, man, I'm going to cry. Like, it's such a good game. Uh, Fallout 3 is the greatest game I've ever played. Um, and there's really no way I could ever think otherwise about that game. It's it's incredibly detailed. Uh, it's incredibly good in every way. I mean, the critique, yeah. I mean, it, it, without the DLC and you die at the end, you can't continue playing. That That's kind of terrible. But, you know, the... The massive amounts of good that that game does versus bad is not even close. There's just so much. Um, I could talk about Fallout all day, but I can't. So, so those are my five favorite games of all time. We're at 40 minutes. That's good. Fallout 3 is number one. Bioshock's number two. Skyrim's number three. Fable 2 is number four. And Modern Warfare 2 is number five. And I know people are going to give me shit for Modern Warfare 2 because it's really just because of the the um, the multiplayer but I could easily swap that out with Halo 3, and I think people would like it way more if I did that. But I, 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 I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a game that brought me top five joy. I, I, I couldn't, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't play the shit out of Modern Warfare 2 like crazy. I'd be lying if I said I didn't forget all about Fallout for a while when I was just playing Modern Warfare 2, right? Like, it's just, it was that captivating. It was that good. It really was. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Feel free to comment and let me know what you guys think. Um, again, connect with me on Twitter. We're going to wrap this episode up. It's now 11.35 a.m. I'm going to get some food, watch some Game of Thrones, and record a few more episodes. Uh, as always, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys in my next episode. Peace out.